You're listening to Helping with Happiness, episode number 107. Today we are talking to Brittany Beatty about how to have simple family fun every day. Hi, you're listening to Helping of Happiness. I'm your host, Hilary Hess, a crazy mom of seven kids who loves to eat and love to travel. Mom life can be exhausting, hectic, and scary at times. So let's take this journey together. We can love, we can learn, we can laugh, we can cry, and we can become better friends while we're at it. Hey, how are you surviving this COVID situation? I feel like my life is kind of this war (laughs) within myself between feeling like I'm a little fearful and I need to stay in so I don't get this virus and spread it to all of my family. Um, Then the other part of me is just ready to burst out of the gates and join the living and do more than I really should. Go give my friends a big, huge hug. But I know that we need to keep social distancing and try to behave myself. So one way to combat this, because I have been waking up a little grumpy sometimes and just not feeling like I want to do the mom gig all day long with all seven kids at home. But one way that's really been helping me handle this is that our family has been doing these family themes every week. So every week we're trying to do something else that is fun. Like we did the seven wonders of the world one week. And so our evening TV, instead of it just being willy nilly, everyone fighting over what we should watch, we tried to stick with a different night. We would watch a movie about a different place. Like we talked about Petra. And so we watched Indiana Jones because the last, the third movie is filmed there. Or for instance, we talked about the great wall of China very briefly. These are not like big lessons, like really briefly. And then we watched Kung Fu Panda. So just kind of keeps the kids excited about things. It keeps my mind being creative We've did a Survivor Week where we kind of incorporated the game of Survivor that's on CBS into our parenting and a reward system, and that was super fun. We have lots of printables of that on our Helping of Happiness blog. I'll link up to that in case you're interested in those. But and we've been taught we've been showing in our stories on Instagram our handle there's also Helping of Happiness if you want to see more like our Disney days and different things that we did. But to get to the point. This creativity has really been what has saved me during this COVID quarantine crisis. I have needed something to keep my mind going on positive things and to quit thinking the grumpy thoughts about how tired I am of being home with everybody. So my guest today is someone that I discovered while I was trying to search through and find new ideas of how to do fun things with our family. And I am so excited that I stumbled on Brittany from Family Fed because she has just got the best ideas and just tons of them. So I hope this podcast will be a lot of fun where you can learn more from her and have this be a little helping of happiness in your family as well. Brittany, it is so nice to have you on our podcast today. Thank you so much for being with us. Well, thank you for the opportunity. I am thrilled to be with you today. So I am really excited. Brittany here is from the Instagram and blog of called Family Fed, F-E-D. And will you tell us really quick what F-E-D stands for? Yeah, so it stands for fun every day. So the idea is family fun every day, but I shortened it because some of the purpose, I think, goes back to 
we feel so often every day about feeding our family breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and that feeds the individuals. But so often our family time, especially kind of non-COVID time, right, when we're so busy, that sometimes we forget to feed the family unit. And so the purpose behind it was how fun every day, fun times every day as a family can help feed the family unit and keep your family fed. So that's kind of why I shortened the fun every day down to fed. I love it. I think it's such a perfect acronym because it describes what you're doing. Plus, it's just awesome. I love it. So will you tell us just a little bit before we get more into this awesome family fed, which I've been enjoying so much on your Instagram. Tell us just a little bit about you and about your family and kind of how this all got started. Yeah, so I am an aunt to four fabulous little boys, right? Well, not all of them little, ranging from toddlers up to teenagers now. Um, so I don't have any children of my own, but I love just being with my nephews and connecting with them and doing fun things. And it dawned on me, because um, I so often, as I created these activities to play with my nephews, my sister appreciated it. She's like, it's nice to be able to have some of this time without having to put all the prep work in. And so I started paying attention to how many moms talked about, like, I want to create quality family time, but I don't know what to do, or I don't have time to put it together. And I thought, well, here's where kind of a, a fun aunt can come in and do that work too, so that I can be the one supporting the moms and being able to put together ideas of things that they can do to create those memories and those connections with their family so that all that the moms have to do is hop on every day and say, what can we do today? And my purpose is really to keep them simple and inexpensive and things that don't take more than a couple minutes to put together so that in each of those moments where even if you have five minutes of time to spend as a family, again, this is kind of pre-COVID times right now, we have a lot of time, but um, to be able to take any moments you have during the day and turn them into a really special memory. So that was kind of the purpose behind it. Um, I like to think about it similar to meal plans where in order to make dinner time easier, you can use a daily recipe and they can give you ingredients that you'll need ahead of time. And that's kind of what my purpose is with Family Fed. So every weekend I'll send out a newsletter to say, hey, here's some ideas to be able to, some items to gather to have ready for next week. And then each day I'll just post an idea and you can just in a couple minutes each day have a really great, easy family activity to do together. I love this so much. I love that you are mothering in your way, even though you don't have kids. It's amazing, amazing. And you have such fun ideas. And I love seeing your nephews in your videos because they're just so cute running around and having such a fun time. It's awesome to see how much fun they're having. Yeah, we, we love to have fun and laugh a lot. Yesterday, I think we laughed probably 40 minutes nonstop out front in front of their yard and just we're having so much fun together. So it's awesome. I love that so much. Okay, so let's talk about some of these fun ways that we can play with the family. And I know that you said with COVID, we have a lot more time and that is for sure so true. But mm -hmm. I'm also finding that I'm a little bit sometimes on overwhelm because I'm in charge of so many things now, you know, so having a little like simple thing like you're talking about where you're kind of having it planned out is helping me utilize that time even better. So I don't have to feel like I'm helping them with school and then we're having the eating project and then we're you know you yep. know I mean like baking cookies you know that would be a, I guess that would be an eating project you know or <laughs> whatever else these things that we are that we're supposed to be doing it's just so fun that you have this stuff all prepped so that we can just yeah. just have the fun without having to be like okay now I've got to try to find some time alone without all the kids around to go try to brainstorm all this stuff when my energy's already 
kind of been spent on them in so many other ways already during the day. So, okay. So many hats. Yes. Yes. And so this is just such an awesome solution to that. So go ahead and tell me some of these other fun things, these ideas that you've been doing. Yeah, well, some of them, um, because there's a few different categories, and the way that I kind of like to break it out is some that is connection building, some that is growth building, and some that's just plain memory building. Um, But really, I think during our COVID time, too, is I feel like it's so important to create something that's an unusual way to do something that's regular, like so making unusual moments with the usual or something that's a distraction, because I think all of the kids are going through these emotions just like the parents are. Mm-hmm. It's pulling them out of their usual things. So sometimes just something that takes your mind off of things for just a minute. And for me, a lot of times that's doing silly things as well. So even as parents, um, I think the number one thing that we can think about is let go of anything that would prevent you from maybe wanting to take that silly moment. Tell me a little bit more about these categories that you were mentioning, that you you have all these activities or games in different categories. Let's go through those a little bit. Yeah. So the first one, um, one of them that I think is really important is strengthening family connection. So I think so often we can spend a lot of time together, but do we necessarily get down into the deeper things when we have so many things going on from one Zoom call to the next Zoom call, but to really stop and talk about like, how are we feeling right now or what matters to you? I think especially right now, it's a good time to reevaluate um, what what are your goals now that you have a minute to breathe? What do you want to do? So I think sometimes just creating a little conversation um, within that. And so I love just things that can spark that. Like we did a little balance activity, for instance, um, where the game was, you know, how, how well can you balance several different balls? Kind of a juggling where instead of putting them in the air, you can just do it like on a flat surface um, and create a little ramp and then you juggle some balls. And it's something where at the end you just take two minutes. It doesn't have to be a long drawn out luxury type conversation, but to say like, what of everything you have going on, like what's hard about balancing everything right now um, or with the different balls, cause now they're, they're different um, where you don't get to spend time with your friends in person, but you're doing it maybe over Zoom or not at all in some cases, like how does that feel? And to try and shuffle things around. So I think it just going in with a purpose um, to where you can have the activity, but take again, one to two minutes afterward to say, now, how can I turn this into a conversation moment? And so with each of the games that we do, I have a conversation starter section at the end that just gives ideas of what can you talk about um, to foster a connection. So that to me is really important and it's super easy to do. So anything that you're doing, just look for kind of what are, what are the parallels that are in that that you can take with it. Um, so that's one aspect of connection. And another one I've really been enjoying right now is family history. Um, yes. You know, there's, Yes, go into this. This is like, I'm all of a sudden just dying to be doing more of this with my kids because it's something that we've always wanted to do and we Mm -hmm. never have the time. And now we have the time. So it's like, oh my, okay, now where, where do we even start? I know I want to do this, but what are we supposed to be doing? So this is perfect. Yes, go into this. Because there's so much power and like there have been studies done about children who know their family stories are so much better able to cope with everything that comes to them. And so um, there's a lot of great things you can do to study your family stories. And I personally have been trying to take like five to 10 minutes a day um, to just study an interesting aspect of it. But I think too, it's a great time to record our family stories. Sometimes that's an aspect of family history that gets missed, but it's so easy to do. Like we, um, we were watching Frozen 2 and 
I thought there's so much in Frozen 2 that can relate to family history as I was trying to put together some games. We'll usually try to do games if we have a movie night. And even something as simple as, you know, in, in Frozen 2, it talks about how the water holds memories. And so you get to see all of the family stories that were connected in those ice sculptures. And so we just put together a little game and I said, okay, put, think of a favorite family memory that you have and hold a pose. And so it's like it charades, but it's frozen charades. So you have one pose that you can hold. And then we had to try and guess what that memory was. Um, and if we couldn't, then they would hold a second pose. And then if we couldn't get us to that point, they'd have a hint and they could give us like a general structure of what it was. And then they'd hold one more pose. And it sounds so simple, but it was so much fun. And we were laughing so hard because when you try to tell a story in one pose, like it's just humorous um, <laughs> what comes out of it. And so, but I thought even something as simple as that, you flip the video on or you flip an audio recorder on, and now you've just recorded family stories that are important to them, but it's in a really fun way. And I loved it too, because it was fun to see what are the memories that are standing out the most to them. Sometimes they were trips and sometimes they were activities that we do together. Um, so it's just fun in that way to say, okay, as you start to do several games like that, that pull out some of your favorite memories, what patterns seem to be important from one child to the next? It's kind of like love languages, right? Yes. We, different things matter to different, each of us in different ways. And so when we start to do little games like this that help us see what matters most to them, then we can start to create activities that go in those same channels. And it's maybe different from one child to the next. So I just love that, that little idea of finding ways to pull out little stories that doesn't feel like you're doing family history, but it's connecting to those stories. And maybe if they have a story about, you know, this, here's this memory. And if we have done maybe as adults, a little bit more family history research, we can say, that's just like grandpa so-and-so who did that. And that, then you can start to just in basic conversations, build those family connections together. I love connecting through the basics. This is so much better than having like a long-winded lecture that they're tuning out or that yeah. the little ones are going crazy. And so the big ones can't hear or it's just solves so many problems. I love the simplicity of it because if the family of nine, like simplicity is key in everything that we do, not only because we cover the ages and stages, but there's always somebody that's wanting to act out, right? It's, there's just never, so this is perfect. And I, I just love that you think of making these little tiny connections. And I, I'm really excited. I'm like dying to do this little family memories thing. Cause I think it's going to be really fun. I bet everybody's going to have all different kinds of memories and that's going to be really exciting to see what comes out in our family. Yeah. Especially when you have so many different people to choose from and all that. So it, it is a fun activity. So, so fun. Okay. Keep feeding me. These are so good. Keep going. <laughs> Well, I think another one with the connection too that we've been focusing on is service. So a great time mm -hmm. to have service and it's a way to connect with the community. And I love that about COVID um, is I do feel like everyone's turning outward to say, how can I help others? Mm -hmm. And so just little things like, you know, we've seen a lot of writing chalk on the ground to be able to do those little things or dropping a treat off. And I feel, feel like it's less about what the actual activity is as it is about just turning that focus outward. Mm -hmm. um, so we put together and I have like someone, if it, people want ideas, I have some free little downloadables on my site too for just some fun, some fun and some more meaningful um, COVID-19 ways to take a treat around to others. But just that idea of connecting with others. And even though we can't see them in person, 
um, one of my favorite things is we had, we'd been in a little parking lot riding bikes. And before we started, we just wrote a little message, um, you know, have a great day near the entrance to the parking lot. It was a church parking lot, so it was empty. Um, and then we were riding bikes and all of a sudden I looked over about 10 minutes later and somebody had stopped to take a picture of the have a great day. And I thought how fun for them that they got to then take a minute and see that some, some people were appreciating what they had taken the time to write when we don't necessarily see that others are, that it's making a difference for them. But for here, since we were still there riding bikes, they got to see that that little message made someone's day enough that they even stopped to take a picture of it. Um, so I just love that. that we can what a wonderful better. win. Oh my goodness. That's yeah. awesome. That was neat. So those are, I think, just some of the connection points just to do things that can help foster a conversation. Um, another aspect that I think is really important is fostering growth. Mm -hmm. So especially as adults and right now in this time where even if we have an extra hour a day, are we introducing them into new skills that they can do? And I love, I've seen that so many times, right, where it's we're turning our gym time into um, like our PE at class to <laughs> working out at home or you know, the skills where we're counting, making cookies together, like you were talking about, that that is an important aspect of their education. So I think different activities that do that. Um, we put together one, for instance, just with basic um, home carpentry schools. How many of them have used a hammer and a nail or have measured out for precision? So we created a little game where it was just taking like a two by four and cutting it into 18 inch sections and then nailed hammers into the sides about every inch and then well, so it was like one inch apart, one and a half inches apart, two inches apart from one nail to the next. And then you just put rubber bands around it and then you can bounce a ball in between each of the things. So the game is really bouncing the ball and trying to get it land in between each of the rubber bands. But the, the growth part there was that now they just learned basic measuring and carpentry skills. And but they probably had just as much fun, if not more fun, hammering those nails into the wood than they did throwing the ball, right? At least my kids like love having tools in their hands. I think it's so awesome. Yeah, but it wasn't like, oh, we've got to work on a house project. It was, okay, we can yes. do the same. And then they have that. So things like that um, with our board bounce game. I just want to take a really quick break to invite you to join us at the Mom Break Experience. The Mom Break is an event for mamas and it's going to be in September in the Salt Lake City, Utah area. And this is not just another conference where you're going to go and then you're going to hear all the wonderful things that you should be doing and then feel really bad about yourself. No, this is the kind of experience where you are enough just the way you are. We're going to laugh our guts out and just have a really, really wonderful time. We're going to be getting together with Family Looking Up and MBB Nikki and have tons and tons of fun. And we're going to have also some other excellent presenters that I want you to learn all about and you can see in our show notes. So go buy your tickets today. Purchase with confidence. We will refund tickets if we end up having to cancel because of COVID. Our plan is if something comes up and we have to cancel, we will just postpone it. And if you can't make that, we'll definitely refund your ticket. I created a game that was, it's called Emoji Emotions. And the purpose on this one was really to find a way to help them talk about their emotions in a safe place. Because sometimes, like, what if we don't want to tell mom and dad that we don't love basketball as much as they think we do? Or what if it's hard to talk about that, you know, I'm really missing my friends because they want me to be strong during this time. So it's just a simple little game. Um, it's kind of apples to apples style, but it, um, 
you, you choose a situation, maybe it's like, what do you do if you see a dog that comes up to you in the street? And then you can choose from various emotions like, oh, that makes me so happy. Or I'm scared, you know, if you're afraid of dogs or like you're just full of love because you love them. And then they can go around and they lay down what emotion matters to them. But you also have emotion cards and you think this is what I think you're going to guess. Um, and then everyone sees like, oh, did we? And then if you, if you guessed right, then you get a point. And it sounds so simple, but I have loved doing this with them because I have discovered so much about them on kind of that extra deeper level where they have that space to talk about, no, here's why I would choose this emotion over this emotion. And then we usually go around and we all say, here's how I would have responded in the same way. And again, the activity comes across as it's just a game, but the whole thing is we're kind of pouring our hearts out in this little moment. And it is that safe place to connect. And so that's a skill about naming emotions too. That's, I think, where it started is there's power when we can talk about, I'm frustrated because I'm sad or I'm alone or things are happening different than I thought, you know? So anytime we can name the emotion, that's an important skill to build. So I think those types of games are another aspect that I think are important to be able to work on is just that fostering growth idea. So I hope you don't mind. I'm like taking pages of notes. <laughs> I know I'm going to be listening back to this when I'm editing and everything, but I'm just like, my brain is exploding with wonderful ideas <laughs> with all this. I'm so excited to have my little emoji emotions game. And I mean, this is just so, I mean, see, this is why we, I love having you on here because I think you think about things in a different way. We all do. So we all have these different strengths and I love that you're sharing this strength with me because now I can share it with my family. So keep going. This is just so awesome. I love it. Well, and that's the goal too, because it is like where I have, you know, that extra time that I can, can help do it. So you don't have to think about it. Right. So love it. Okay. Everything. But so then I think another one is just something that will create a lasting memory. Um, and I think about this in two ways. I think there's traditional memories and then I think there's the unusual memories. So some of the traditional memories, um, one thing that I've tried to do with my nephews when they've been at home is every day, like when I take a walk, thankfully one of the families lives pretty close to me. Um, and so I always take a walk and we've played front porch games. And that's one where, you know, they have allergies and can't be outside. So even with social distancing, we have to do an indoor outdoor connection. Or I think for families who have two sets of young kids where it's hard if, if they get out and we're both outdoors, of course they'd still wanna run and be close to each other. So if one family needs to stay in the car and one can be outside, um, just creating some games that you can do. Like we have dance parties and here's where their neighbors probably think that I'm crazy because I'm out on their front <laughs> lawn and I'm dancing away and they're dancing away on the inside of their home. But, um, I, it's like, it's one of those things again, let the silliness go. Don't be afraid if you look strange in front of others. Cause what I want them to remember 10 years from now is yeah, COVID was interesting, but remember when Anne Brittany came by and like she danced with us every day from the window. So that's, one of the traditional memories that I want to have um, where it is something that's happening regularly. Um, I know when I was a kid, we watched Disney movies every Sunday night and we had popcorn and we all still love a Disney Sunday night movie, right? Yeah. We love that. And so yes. I think a special place in our heart now with, we can't have, we can't watch movies without popcorn because that was our tradition mm -hmm. growing up. And it was something that wasn't hard. It was just something that we continuously did. So I think there's those types of memories. Um, or we can do and for some families it's that idea of we as we eat dinner like we share some successes for the day 
that's a great tradition to be able to do just in the dinner time conversation. So there's those types of things that I think, again, if we're creating those during COVID, that what's something we can do every day that they'll look back on as a happy memory. And that's what will stay with them instead of the stresses that came with it when they look back 10 years from now. Um, but then I think there's also the unusual ones. And these ones are some of my favorites. And so it's taking, what, what would you normally not do and turning it into a lasting memory? Um, so we did an Oreo flip. And for me, a lot of these are the messy games. And mm -hmm. they're the ones that I think with my nephews, at least, they stand out the most, but they still years later talk about them. Um, so one time I just bought a whole bunch of Oreos and I took all of the, I basically peeled the, um, the white stuff in the middle out. And so we had the tops and the bottom cookies, but then I just stacked across a, across the countertop, basically all of the white filling. And then we got spatulas and we tried to flip them onto the Oreo cookies that were a few feet apart. And it was the biggest mess. <laughs> but they still to this day talk about it like and we just tried to see how many centers we could stack on top of each other like flinging them across the room um and it was yeah so hectic but so fun and it's those memories that i love the most or even yesterday we were playing i don't know if have you heard of the game taco cat goat cheese pizza no teach me this one <laughs> it's a card game and what you do is you go in a circle and you, each person in the circle repeats in order, taco, cat, goat, cheese, pizza. But then you're laying down cards that are in those five things um, that usually you may be saying taco when you're laying down a cheese card or when you're laying down a goat card. And so what you do is when you finally say a word that matches the card that you put down, everyone slaps their hands into the middle. And then the person on the top, like the last person to do it has to take the cards. Um, so it's super fun game, highly recommend it for sure. But even yesterday, we thought, we'll just play it out in the front yard. And even we were laughing so hard. And I think that created a memory because even their um, neighbors, you know, would stop by and look and say, like, why are we laughing so hard? And so something sometimes even taking an indoor game and playing it outdoors where there's a different situation that t adds an unusual effect to the usual. And I think they'll look back on that day and say, oh, my gosh, that was so funny when all the neighbors were watching. Because we were laughing so hard outside. So, so just changing the setting of a usual yeah. memory, of a traditional yeah. memory, can make it an unusual and stand out. I think yeah, that's absolutely. perfect. It, yeah. Dinner without utensils, right? Like just mm -hmm. little things that are taking, changing a certain element. And they love those types of things just because that's what, like you said, that's the memory that stands out in their mind. So, I think that's an easy way to to look at just creating memories in simple ways. In simple ways is like the way it has to go over here because <laughs> anything elaborate <laughs> is just not going to happen or I'm going to be a stress case or it's just going to get halfway done and we're all going to burn out. So I think that's yeah. kind of the key to all the things that you're talking about. Yeah, okay. I'm now I know you do like some arts and crafts and things as well, right? Yep. So I think that one a lot goes back to, to that building skills. Mm -hmm. um, I've had a couple of friends who even in their forties discovered uh, activities that they like to do that they had never tried their whole life and they ended up being really good at. And so I think it's one of those times to experiment with them, try different things um, and be able to see what they do. Like we have done, I mean, you can obviously do basic painting things. I love doing different ways of Pictionary um, one of them that we did, we just got simple graph paper 
And then you had to guess, it was kind of a um, 25 words or less type or um, like how, name that tune where it's like, I think I can draw this animal in 25 squares or they'll get down to like, I can do it in five squares or four squares. And so it's just little drawing activities that again, if they say I'm not artistic, make a game out of it. And now I can draw a giraffe in seven squares and it's not like I have to create this art, but it's a simple way to introduce it. Or um, we did, you probably are familiar with like the classic milk experiment where you take whole milk and then food color. Oh. Have you seen that? Yes, I forgot about that. We did that a few years ago. We need to do that again. And then you have like the food coloring and then you add the dish soap. Is it that yep. one? And uh -huh. then it all swirls around. Yeah. And so oh, we did that one day, but then I just got some watercolor paper and they made art and then you just would dip the watercolor paper in it and it comes out. And I was worried that it would like smell really bad after a day. Um, <laughs> but even like a few weeks later, it still didn't smell. And eventually we got rid of it. But um, it was something simple as that, like exploring a new art technique where now they're drawing with milk and food coloring um, and bringing that element in. Or we've done family portraits with tons of different things. You can do family portraits drawing on rocks or we did an Easter egg version mm -hmm. one where it's just a fun little take on drawing. But I think anytime you introduce it into a new surface or give them a subject like draw your family or do things that way, um, then that works. Or even with photography, like we just even last week, we're a huge Disney family. And mm -hmm. yes, we are too, which is how I think I found you is actually when we were doing all our Disney stuff. Oh, that's awesome, yeah. So I love it. So we love Hidden Mickeys. If we're at Disneyland, we like to look for those. So we did a, a let's go around and take pictures. So now it's exploring that photography side without a huge like, oh, I've got to take this amazing picture. But um, it could get into photography with perspective because so often some of the hidden Mickeys, you had to like crouch down to a different perspective to get three bushes to look like a Mickey head when if you were just walking at regular height, they wouldn't. So that was, and that was another way, by the way, to bring the unusual to the usual. Instead mm -hmm. of just walk, look for hidden Mickeys on your walk or look for whatever shape may be important to your family. So even doing, but for us, that was a great way to talk about photography and how your perspective can shape what you capture afterward, where we say, you know, here's the three, like I said, here's the three bushes that don't look like anything, but now by changing our perspective, they're a hidden Mickey and the power in capturing art through photography. So there's crafts like that. Or um, Patty Rokas, she, I love her. She's a different artist. I had her as a guest artist on last week because she takes rocks and creates art with them. So she has amazing at, like drawings that she's put together and they're all with rocks. Aren't so they beautiful? So she was actually on my podcast last year and she is incredible. I love her books that she has. She yeah. has her Christmas one with the rocks and then she has her Easter one that mm -hmm. is just gorgeous that goes through the Easter story and all her scenes are all these different beautiful rock placements and it's incredible the shapes of the rocks that she's finding to mm -hmm. fit these different scenes and it's yeah. just beautiful. We'll link up to that too but keep going. Yeah that would be awesome. Yeah because it's it's so simple and again it doesn't cost you anything if you mm -hmm. have rocks right outside your door. Or even if you don't have them, like I know a lot of businesses may have rocks in the like little sidewalks between um, their parking lot areas. So go and just do the activity there. Obviously don't take the rocks home, but you can go have a rock activity. <laughs> Steal everybody's rocks, yeah. In that, yeah, like if there's an empty parking lot somewhere where it's safe to do that, go and do it and then you can just put the rocks back afterward and that gets them outside, but then also gets that their creativity artistic side 
going in a new way because it goes back to exploring through the unusual. Um, so I think there's just so many fun things. And right now it tries some different, lots of different art techniques, um, I think to get, again, get their brains off of things. So have they experimented with paint, melting crayons? I don't know if you've seen, I've seen several things on um, social media with that, where you just heat the crayons up and up. This is for a certain age group and with good safety precautions, but um, <laughs> able to... don't stick your two-year-old in front of the oven to melt the crayon. Yes. <laughs> but you know, like it just, what can you use to do it? Or if you're eating M&Ms for dinner or, you know, you're having M&Ms as a dessert before you eat them all form, like try and create a collage or a picture with the yes. M&Ms um, to where you can say, what are unusual ways that we can use our brain in a creative way to have kind of these arts and crafts in different ways. So. Man, just when I think I'm stuck with my ideas for all the things <laughs> to do with my kids, you're like my, my creativeness is just like, bursting. This is so awesome. M&M art. I can't even imagine if I told my kids we were going to do M&M art, they would just like go out of their minds. They would think that was like the best thing in the whole world. What a fun idea. Yeah, and if they could eat them when we were done, it would be like, ah, so fun. <laughs> best of both worlds. We've done that too. Like even with whipping cream, um, we've used that and you just take a little thing of Cool Whip and put food coloring in each of the different ones and then they can color with Cool Whip within there, you know, and it's, if you want to get into the messy side, you can try flinging the cool whip to try and create art as well. Um, that would be really fun, like hanging something up on the back fence or something, because then yeah. they could be outside and we could just hose them all down when they're done. Yep, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So finding good ways to minimize the mess, right? Um, but yeah, so I think those are some of the most fun ways. And then if something sticks, they're like, okay, I want to draw now inside with real paint because I had so much fun doing that. Mm -hmm. And that's a huge win. So. Well, and I feel like that's a safe place for them to develop their talents or even develop what they're interested in. Because I think half the time it's the battle of figuring out what do I like? What am I good at? What do I want to become better at? If you're not even exposed to anything in that realm, how mm -hmm. do you even know? That that's something that you want to pursue so I think that's this is a really fun way to do that without them feeling self-conscious about themselves and what they're working on yeah because so often we all say oh I'm not an artist mm -hmm. but usually it's because it's true like when we start we're not mm -hmm. but it may not be about what does the finished piece look like but how do I feel when I do it I mean I'm yeah. I'll say the same thing like I'm not a painter but I love the art of painting so it's less about what does the finished piece look like? I'm probably not going to display it in my home, but I love playing with color and I just love how it mixes. So sometimes even letting them see that the process is as valuable as the finished piece, then there's a beautiful thing in that. Or I think another way to take down the intimidation factor is taking it back to the service again. Like if I am not a great, I have, don't know how to sew or I feel uncomfortable, well, let me sew masks right now for other people and then it's less about will this finished product look good but it's i'm just for somebody else learning this new skill this new art form or you know i'm going to create some drawings just so that my younger brothers and sisters can use them as coloring pages and do they have to be the world's best people no but i can do a black outline in them because i want something to do for my younger brothers and sisters to color in because they're not going to care if it looks great or not like they'll see it's a person they can color it so I think sometimes saying how can how can we introduce them to this art in a purpose that would help somebody else 
to remove that intimidation factor, I think is another easy way to, to get past that barrier. I love that you brought up the sewing the masks because we did something similar, not masks, but we were, we've been out of napkins and we can't find them anywhere. Like it's just, they're not around. We yeah. don't know where napkins are in the stores right now. So yeah. we decided to make fabric napkins out of, cause I have tons of scraps of fabric and it's really like zip, zip, zip around the edge, flip it right side out, zip, zip, zip around. And then you're done. You know, it's like the quickest thing. It's all straight edges. And my daughter, my nine-year-old was having such a blast learning how to sew. And some of them were super crooked and a little crazy, but who cares? It's a napkin. You're just going to wipe your dirty mouth on it and put it in the laundry. <laughs> yep. You know what I mean? But she oh, was so proud of it. And it was such a good way to practice something where it wasn't like a Halloween costume or curtains that you're hanging on your wall. Like it was great because it was something useful. So you're not just, you know, buying fabric or whatever to just kind of go through, but yeah. I just love those little things. So I love that you talked about the masks too. That's actually probably going to be our next sewing project now that we've got napkins <laughs> down. I think maybe we can work on masks next. So what a great and what an important thing that we all need, even if it's a mask that we need to wear to get around. Because that's what I'm starting mm -hmm. to realize is maybe my kids are going to need some masks and not just the adults in our family because eventually we need to get out of this house. So yeah, well, and one thing I love too with your napkins, because I saw you posted those and they're so beautiful, is how fun will that be for them to be able to, every time they see them, it not only reminds them of the fun activity that you had together, but it also provides that sense of accomplishment. And what a great reminder when they're coming across something in the future where they say, oh, I don't know how to do that. And you can say, yeah, but remember, see this napkin? You didn't know how to do this either. And now here it is. So like, it's, continually reminding them of their skills and abilities and to have courage to try something new. So I love that. Like not only is it useful, but now you just created this beautiful long lasting moment for them to think back on. I love that. And I do like that it ties into this COVID time because this is such an unusual time. I hope this is unusual. I hope this isn't going to go happen any other time in our lives, but I, yeah. I hope that it will, you know, when we use those through the years, we'll be like, oh, remember when we were in that COVID time and we did fun things and we learned some things and, you know, mm -hmm. I just want them, I know there's going to be things that are hard memories from this time for them, but I really want them to have more of the good positive memories than of how hard this was and we missed our friends so much and we couldn't do this, we couldn't yeah. do that. I want them to be more free. We got to climb trees because we had extra time and we got to go find turtles at the ponds and, you know, yeah. just... I, I want that to be more of the focus and I'm trying to make that more of my focus so that I am kind of fostering that in the family as well. I love that. That's so beautifully put. That's me. And I want to go, I wish we had turtles around here to go find, but we can go find <laughs> no, come to Texas. Oh my goodness. We have baby <laughs> turtles and we just found baby rabbits last night in our lettuce oh. patch. So oh that's what they're doing right now. They're all in the front yard because they're, Poor baby rabbits. <laughs> they're just being so loved on. I don't oh, know if they'll make yeah. it. They're probably going to die of fright. But anyway, they're, they love these rabbits. We'll see if they make it. Yeah, oh, I hope so. But I want to <laughs> now do a. I want to go find fish in our local pond. And oh yeah, it's so fun. Animals. Yeah, they've been stealing all my Tupperware and catching minnows and lizards and all kinds. <laughs> so <laughs> they're having a great time, and I think that I'm going to need to buy new Tupperware maybe. <laughs> For my birthday this year something the lizards have been inside of it <laughs> oh anyway okay were there any other things that you wanted to add that we missed 
Um, one thing I may add, I have kind of like a, another boredom buster type series. Oh, and yeah, I'm let's do it. Boredom busters. That I love on that is just this idea of leveling up. Pulling that from, I mean, some my nephews, some of them love video games. So it's that idea of like, I want to continually do it because I want to level up and see what the next one looks like. So something is, and I also think this idea of leveling up is great um, when they say, mom, I don't want to do an activity tonight. I say, give me five minutes. We'll do this activity in five minutes. And that's all it has to start out as. But I have found with a level up concept that they end up playing for 30 or 60 minutes on it. And it's something as simple as taking some chopsticks and a bouncy ball and, you know, putting together an activity around that and saying, or even just starting with a bouncy ball, like I have what we call the game pantry with some basic supplies. So choose any two supplies, see what game you can do with it. And then, um, and they're great at coming up with them too, but then just seeing what, um, what can you do in five minutes? So like even one that we did this last week was just with a simple bouncy ball. If you put it in your right palm and then you have to like toss it in the air, bounce it off your left palm then bounce it in the air, top, bounce it off the top of your right hand and then bounce off the top of the left hand and you try and go back and forth. So kind of so like you, a hacky sack with your hands, but you're just flipping them yeah. side to side, right? Okay. Yep. Yeah. That's a great way to discuss it. Um, and so that in, a, in and of itself is a challenge to start, but then once they do it, they're like, okay, well, what happens if I bounce it on the table in between? Or what if like we try and do it as a team level? where it goes from my hand to yours and then back. Or if we have to bounce it off of the table and off of the cabinet and then onto our hand. So they'll start to come up with all these different, what I call level up challenges with it that is so easy. And I love these for screen free time as well. When you're like, okay, just get off your phone for five minutes, but then an hour later, they're still off of the phone. So I think just looking for simple things like that, where it's, where's an easy accessibility point and get them going on that and then they'll keep playing for a while plastic cups are another great one you know yes my kids love stacking plastic cups what do you, what do you guys do with plastic cups um so some of them like you can do tosses on top of each other so if you have like here's five plastic cups and now i've got to try maybe set one down upside down and then try and toss the rest of them to where they land on the, the single plastic cup so now they have a stack but they've had to like toss them on top of it or try and have one cup upside down and then you have to get the other one to bounce and land right side up on top of the other plastic cup. Um, there's so many different things. Like we've done some where we stack them on top of each other and then you try and bounce balls across the tops of the, so if, if the cups are upside down, then you try and bounce balls across them in a row. So there's just so many fun, easy things um, that you can do. Another one, grab a yardstick and have them hold a yardstick and put their finger in the middle of it and then try and stack cups across the yardstick back and forth without dropping them off. So, so many simple little things where if you have plastic cups or bouncy balls or ping pong balls or chopsticks, um, just a basic set of cards, like those are kind of our go-to game pantry items. And you can create a million of these boredom buster ideas with them where it's just, how can these two things work together the ball and the cup or the cup and the chopsticks um to come up with one little simple challenge and then they'll run with it and come up with their own for the next 60 minutes so that's another tip that i love is a level up challenge well i love that you have a game pantry okay so you said you had chopsticks in there bouncy balls cups cards what else is in there um so i have yeah so i i like personally the bouncy balls and the ping pong balls because sometimes they bounce differently mm -hmm. 
I have a set of dice. I think it was like $15 maybe. And it's a hundred dice in 10 different colors. So dice games, you can do a ton of different things with. Yeah. Um, paper towel rolls, just empty paper towel rolls and empty toilet paper rolls. I have some, we've done games with toilet paper. Now that seems like something that's an awful thing to think about, but a year ago, you know, <laughs> it was two months to... ago, that was fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Now I'm like, I can't imagine just getting rid of the toilet paper, um, you know, like pulling it off the roll for a fun game. But anyway, but so I have some empty toilet paper rolls and the chopsticks and the cups um, and then the letter deck. So I just have like on my website too, a game of letter cards. Cause you can, this is another one of those things you can create 50 games just from a single deck of A, B, C, D, E, F, G type cards um, within there. And then I also, I think another important thing in the game pantry is just a binder of activities. So when you do have a game that you like, write it down, put it in there, um, and just have that storage. And if they visit my site too, most of the games that I have on there, there's a little download that is basically like the little um, instruction sheet for the game. So if they like it, they can print it off, put it in the binder. Then when the kids are bored and they say, what should we do? All I have to do is open that little binder and now they have a ton of ideas that they want to put together too. So those are kind of the basics in, in my, what I call game pantry. So, and if anybody wants links, um, I do have that as a section on the website on familyfed.com. Yes. yes. Will you send that to me? And I'll plug that yeah. in the show notes. That way people can go straight there when they get, when they're done listening to this. Oh my goodness. These are like so much fun. My kids are going to have the best summer ever after <laughs> talking about this. Cause I know these just the bouncy balls and the cups. This is going to keep my boys, a couple of my boys just love the idea of creating in games and this will keep yep. them busy for hours. So you're saving my summer. This is fantastic. <laughs> I think the, the tricky part is that we don't even know if our pool's going to open this summer and living in Texas, that is such a huge part of our summer is going to the pool because it is so hot. It's not like those mountain regions where you play outside. We're playing outside right now and through the winter and then when summer comes, that's when we kind of are stuck inside. So the idea of being quarantined in the summer is kind of making me feel a little crazy. <laughs> so yeah, this is true. really awesome to think of these different ideas right now so that I feel like I'm going to be a little bit more set up for that time when we might be feeling the cabin fever a little more. Yeah well and so I, I love organization too and I follow a bunch of minimalist channels mm -hmm. on YouTube or on social media and so often a lot of them have said the fewer things you have the more creativity that mm -hmm. it is and I, I feel like that's with this little game pantry idea is what works because then it's not like oh I'm bored with this toy so I go to this next one for 10 minutes and then this next one for 10 minutes um but when they really say like okay if I play with just these two or three objects what can I put together they really can play for hours like I've noticed that with my nephews they if we start with one particular game they'll run with it and come up with four or five by the time we're done and it's so fun I love that. One of my friends actually always brings that up. She says limits breed creativity because you have this mm -hmm. limited thing and then it makes it like when the whole world is out there, it's so much harder to figure out what you want to do. But when you have limits, all of a sudden your creative juices have somewhere to, to kind of live and thrive. So I yeah. love it. So that's as, as a little mom hack, if they ever want to know what to do, just say, here's these three things. Ready, go. And it takes you three seconds to do. And then they can run with it. So. it. so awesome. Okay, so let's tell everybody your handle, where you're at, because I want people to be able to find your awesome site. So tell us your blog and then your handles across social media. 
Yeah, so um, the blog itself is Family Fed, again, F-E-D, standing for fun every day, familyfed.com. And then on Instagram, it's at Family Fed as well. On YouTube, if you just do like a YouTube slash C slash Family Fun every day on that one, so that one's a little bit longer, that's, if you go directly into it with, again, youtube.com slash C slash Family Fun every day, it's easier than just trying to find it. And yeah, then, searches on YouTube sometimes aren't very helpful. I know yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where just typing it in is often the easier thing on that one for sure. Um, and, and on YouTube and the blog, we post pretty much every day. Um, on Saturday, I usually post too, so that there's a Sunday activity as well. Um, and that's usually more of like the family history or the service oriented one with that. But um, so those ones have the most. YouTube, it's once or twice a week. And then um, those are kind of our main ones. We do have a Facebook page if you're on Facebook more. And on that one, we are at Family Fun every day. I don't post as much new stuff. It's usually Instagram feeding into that. But if that's an easy way where people are on every day, they can definitely find our Instagram posts to Facebook every day through that one as well. Awesome. Okay. Well, I think these are just also fantastic. I just can't even wait to delve into all of this. I've got pages and pages of notes that I'm going to be typing up for the show notes for everybody so they can have this at their fingertips because this is just such fantastic content. So Brittany, thank you a million bazillion for saving my summer and <laughs> letting me share you with all of our friends that are listening because I just, I love the way that your mind works. I feel like I just, I just love you so much. Can you just come be my neighbor? <laughs> I would love that. I would love that so much. Oh. I love you so much too. It's been fun. And it's, thanks for having me on. That's such an honor. You're always amazing with what you do and it's fun to have this connection. So, well, this is really fun. So I really appreciate it. Learned so much from you today. And I love just getting out of my own head and hearing other people's ideas for a while. Cause I think for me, that is really sparked my creativity too. So mm-hmm. I just appreciate you sharing all these wonderful ideas. So. Oh, it's a joy to be on. So thank you. I, it really has been so fun. And, and I think that's where the beauty comes in. Like my mind thinks in games and I'm so grateful for everybody else who thinks in artistry and who thinks in organization. And, you know, like that's the beauty of, we can all learn from one another because we each have different ways. And if I can share game ideas, because that's what I think about nonstop, then it's a joy to be able to help simplify for moms to be able to do that. So thanks for this opportunity. Yes. I let's just all keep helping each other because we all have our different strengths. So and yeah. you are helping my weaknesses to grow into strengths. So <laughs> thank you. Oh, so sweet. Well, likewise, it's been fun. I've gone back now and I've been listening to several of your podcasts and they are so fun. I'm like, okay. Oh, I'm glad they're fun. So you have a gift with this. It's neat how you can Well, just- I'm trying. <laughs> Thank you so much for being with us today. We could not have a podcast without you as a listener. So we're so glad that you would join us. Don't forget to go grab your mom break ticket so you can join us in Utah in September. We cannot wait to just pamper you and laugh and have a really fun time and take a break from all the mom responsibilities that we have right now. Those links are in our show notes and have a great week.